this show. With us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Brian Roth. Good morning, Brian. Merry Christmas. How are you? I'm doing great. Sorry we missed you yesterday, Jim. Well, that's Apologies a, about it. There is no apology necessary. You're a busy guy right now. You were We, we actually had you on the air the other day at, up in Boise with the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan and uh, San Jose State. So I enjoyed uh, hearing yeah. your call that game the other day. So where where it's like where in the world is Brian Roth today? Where are you today, Brian? I'm in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, so of course <laughs> so, you were you were doing CSU last night taking on USC yes. and uh, yes. you know the Rams just uh, couldn't quite get it done against the Trojans last night. No, they couldn't. I mean, Colorado State was absolutely dreadful. The worst shooting night uh, of the season. And I don't I don't know why it was, but uh, you know, this is a CSU team that uh, was coming off a victory against St. Mary Sunday, and it was a, you know, a quad one win, and, and it you know, looked like kind of a, a bounce back type type win after the you know, loss to CU a couple weeks ago, which was a complete disaster. And you know, it looked like Colorado State had turned it around and, and came out last night and just couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. I, I made a comment on the air. I, it felt like the Rams were, were back in the front range of Colorado and not in Phoenix with the way they were shooting because it, it felt like the Rams were about minus. 25 degrees last night. They were five of 27 from deep, and I mean, just I mean, just the Rams are a good shooting team. They're one of the best field goal percentage teams in the entire nation. Came in shooting 51 percent uh, on the season overall. Came in shooting 40 percent from three point range, and and you know that that game was there last night. You know, USC is a solid team. Obviously, what they've been able to do the last uh, really five, six, seven years, they're an elite eight team. A couple years ago, won 26 games last year. But, you know, that game was there. And if CSU knocks down a couple of more shots, I mean, they're going to be right in that basketball game. But, you know, USC is not a great shoot, uh, three-point shooting team. They knocked down 10 threes last night. CSU is a good three-point shooting team, and they, they shoot 15% from deep. But, and really, that's the long and short of it. And, you know, you've watched enough basketball, Jim. Your listeners have as well. And it's going to happen uh, over the course of a you know, college basketball season. You're going to have a few of these games mixed in there and the question is can you overcome it and you know unfortunately last night the Rams weren't able to do that 73-64 USC's now 10 and 3 uh the Rams slipped at 8 and 5 and Patrick Cartier good game last night uh, in 23 minutes had 22 points Isaiah Stevens with 15 and Isaiah Rivera had 12 last night for the Rams but uh like you said just a, a, a tough shooting night made it tough uh, against a team you know like Boogie Ellison and the USC Trojans yeah, you know, Boogie Ellis is a really good player. And, uh, you know, we've seen him before. He was at Memphis. Rams uh, played Memphis in the postseason NIT back in, you know, 2020. And, you know, Patrick Cartier, I mean, that's that's a, a nice game for him. He's been moved into the starting lineup. And, and let me also add this. The Rams are missing two starters last night as well. Taviante Jackson, the freshman, who had moved in the starting lineup. Uh, he was out with the foot injury. Jalen Lake, who had started every game this year, has been out the last two games with the shoulder injury. So the Rams were shorthanded last night. And, uh, you know, what it does, it just kind of limits some of uh, the the offensive output, right? And so, but Cartier picked up some of that slack. And, you know, he's the Division II transfer from, uh, you know, the state of Michigan. And he's six feet eight, uh, about 235. He's a bit undersized when they play him at the five spot, you know. But he is, through the first, how many games we played, uh, 13 games now, has has really developed the ability to – to score on big time Division One bigs, you know he was going up against seven foot, six eleven, six ten last night against USC, and he scored what twenty two points. And so 
he's really skilled. He has great footwork. He can finish with both hands within five feet. And, and that was one of the positives that you could take from last night's game from Colorado State as he learned to play against the bigger, more athletic bigs that he certainly didn't see at Division Two. that he's now seeing in the likes of, of USC and St. Mary's and Colorado and Penn State. You know, he is going to be a big key for the Rams moving forward. Also say, you know, this and Isaiah Stevens is, you know, the straw that stirs the drink for Colorado State. With two scoring options out for CSU, you know, USC just threw the kitchen sink at Stevens. I mean, <laughs> he was just, I mean, it, it was shadowed the entire night by two Trojans. And, you know, Isaiah ends up with 15 points, nine assists. But, uh, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I think we're going to continue to see that this year, that teams are just going to start flying dudes at Isaiah Stevens and say, look, if you're going to beat us, somebody else has got to do it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, you know, now that the non-conference is over for the Rams and now with the week off and, and they head into the, the conference play next Wednesday. Yeah, head to Albuquerque to take on New Mexico uh, next Wednesday to open up a conference play and then back home on New Year's Eve uh, that day to take on San Jose State. Brian Roth, the voice of the CSU Rams, with us today on the Team Sports Network. And uh, yesterday was uh, the early signing period, uh, National Signing Day. And for Jay Norvell, a, a really, really good day. And in some people, in some experts' opinion, Brian, CSU may have had the best recruiting day of anybody in the Mountain West Conference with what Jay and his staff did yesterday. Yeah, and in fact, I saw another ranking out there from 247 Sports that said uh, of the group of five teams, Colorado State was third, UTSA, who of course has been pretty good, in fact, really good over the last few years, and of course they're they're down that frugal recruiting ground of Texas. Um, they had the number one group of five. Uh, Memphis was two, CSU was three. I think Boise State was the next closest Mountain West at five. Again, group of five teams only. But, you know, what Jay Norvell has been able to do, and we knew he was going to bring in a, a big class. The question was, you know, how, how, how much quality was going to be in that class. And, and as we started to see commitments roll in in the summer and here into the fall, it looked like it was going to be a really good class. They signed a couple of really high-end guys that had multiple, multiple Power Five offers that, wanted to come play at CSU and, and an opportunity to come and maybe play early and a chance to shine. And, uh, you know, the question was, when, once you got to signing day, <laughs> would those guys still be signing, right? Because, you know, the word commitment gets gets thrown around out there by by players all the time. And, and, you know, I mean, look, we all understand that when you make a verbal commitment, that's what it is. It's verbal. It's non-binding. But it just makes me laugh when kids commit to a school and then, you know, four days later they, they decommit. Like, what, what happened in those four days? And, um, so they did sign all those kids, though, that were at the very top of the list, the highest-rated commits that they had. They were able to take them to the finish line and uh, bring them to CSU. And There's a, a, a number of guys that are going to be enrolling early, which obviously is very key because then you get all 15 of the spring practices, and then you're ingrained into the summer workouts. And when you come in in the fall, you have a real chance of, of competing for playing time and possibly even a – a starting spot. So, listen, Jay Norvell recruited well at Nevada to some of the worst facilities in the Mountain West. He's now recruiting Colorado State with the best facilities, or right there at Boise State, some of the best facilities in the Mountain West. So I don't think it's much of a surprise that, that Jay Norvell has come through with a, a, a highly rated recruiting class. But, you know, Jim, what does that all mean? Who knows? Who knows 
how good these players are. Nobody knows. That's why, you know, I always take recruiting with a, with a grain of salt. It's like, it's good that it's highly rated, but we'll see. Uh, you know, the proof is going to be in the pudding, as they say, here next year, the year after, and the year after, and we'll see just exactly how good this class is. Yeah, the, the, the ingredients are potentially there. You know, can, can Jay Norvell as a chef whip it all together and, and uh, get the Rams back to, to the top of the Mountain West Conference? We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Brian Roth joining us today. Uh, he is in Phoenix uh, where the, the Rams basketball team played against USC last night. I know one of the, the areas that, that Jay wanted to focus on, uh, Brian, was, was recruiting in-state. And, and he certainly did that. We'll start out with Silas Evans from George Washington, 5A, second-team All-State, had 692 yards, eight catches. And uh, I know that in reading some of Jay's comments, felt like Silas could go play at a lot of places, play at some even some Power 5 programs as well. But he was a player that he felt like, regardless of where he was from, he was a guy who would have recruited anyway, but it just made it a little bit even more, even more special that he's a Colorado kid. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Jay Norvell and, and his staff have said that they, they are going to recruit the state of Colorado, and, and I don't think it's necessarily just lip service. I mean, you've got to recruit your own state, and and I don't know what Deion Sanders is thinking, but I, I know Colorado in the past, whether it be Carl Durrell, Mel Tucker, uh, Mike McIntyre, whatever. I mean, you're going to recruit your own state, and and there's no question about that. But you can't get so caught up in recruiting your own state that you just start signing kids just to say that you can sign kids. And Jay Norvella said that. He said, look, we're recruiting guys that we feel like are going to help us win conference championships and guys that are going to help us win games each and every Saturday. And you're darn right we're going to look in state. But at the same time, uh, you can't get just, you can't make that your MO and say, hey, we're going to recruit the state of Colorado. And, you know, what the Rams signs? you know what 30 guys you can't just say hey we're gonna we're gonna sign a third of our class from colorado no matter what we're gonna make that pledge to colorado coaches that's that's just unreasonable uh but if the talent's there you're gonna go and and, and you're gonna offer them if you think they can help you you know win football games in a a, a conference championship so um you know it's, it's important and i'm happy to see colorado kids on the roster that's awesome you look back at some of the great all time rams a lot of them have been from the state of Colorado, um, so it's always good to see that. But again, at the same time, you, you you can't just go and say we're taking Colorado kids no matter what. When maybe uh, the top tier guys went to big time pro power five programs, the next tier guys went to CU, and then you get your tier guys. But you can't just start backfilling just to do it. Absolutely, Brian Roth, voice the CSU Rams, with us today on the Team Sports Network. And yeah, they have they have to be a good fit for what you're doing, and, and the the talent has to be there as well uh, with those players. Because uh, they're a Colorado kid doesn't mean they move to the front of the list. Uh, among the the players that he signed from in state, uh, Cherry Creek defensive lineman Javion Smith Combs, who played for Dave Logan, and you know knows what it's like to win championships, brings them a a really good player on the defensive line. Yeah, and it's and it's good to see some Cherry Creek guys coming up here. I know a lot of Ram fans. Uh, <laughs> Aren't, aren't huge fans of, of Dave Logan because they feel like, you know, Dave's obviously such a big CU guy. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> there's, there's Ram fans, sane or not, uh, will tell you that, that Dave Logan tries to drive kids away from Colorado State and he tries to drive his kids towards Boulder. I, I don't think that's true. I think Dave just wants what's best for, for each individual kid and treats them as such, right? 
And so, you know, uh, the Rams signed Kyle Day from Cherry Creek last year, uh, and they also signed Keegan Hollis, who was a running back. You heard his name, really good running back, was getting power five looks a couple of years ago before he blew out his knee late in his high school career. So CSU has tapped that pipeline, and, and you know, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, <laughs> just, you just don't know how any of these guys are going to translate to, to Division One players. You look at some of the guys on the Rams roster uh, and guys across rosters uh, across the nation that – that were, uh, you know, no stars, one star, two star kids that that uh, are are now some of the best players in the nation and, and have moved on to the NFL. So, well, but but I I do love to see those Colorado kids uh, uh, come on board here at CSU. And and the last, as far as uh, the Colorado players we're going to talk about here, Valor Christian offensive tackle Tanner Morley. Uh, they they signed him yesterday, and uh, Morley, a three star recruit, first team All State. But uh, addressing the offensive line has been, you know, certainly yeah. I think you look at this class, Brian, uh, an imperative. Uh, it had to be a priority considering what Clay Millen saw this this last season, uh, getting beat up behind that offensive line. And along with Morley, uh, not a Colorado kid, but um, uh, Andrew Lorich, who actually is on the defensive line, excuse me. But uh, to go back to the offensive line, we'll, we'll talk defensive line in a moment. But But Morley... Is you know another again addresses a need. He's an in-state kid, but he also addresses a need on that offensive line for Colorado State. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I still think of CSU. Now, I believe CSU probably had the worst, if not the worst, one of the worst offensive lines in, in FBS football last year. And I mean, I, I think that's just a fact. You know, Akron I think gave up more sacks than CSU this year. So I didn't watch any Akron games this year, Jim. So maybe they might have been worse. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, everybody, anybody that, that watched CSU football this year. No, knew that the offensive line was was just not up to par, and 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 I, I contest that if the Rams had an average, average Mountain West offensive line, they probably would have won six games this year and been been playing in a bowl. I mean, the defense played well enough, the skill players were good enough, the offensive line was not even close to good enough. So you had to address that. As far as Tanner Morley down at Valor Christian, you know, our sideline and the radio network, Marty Cesario. Uh, he's big into the into the, the high school sports in, in the Denver metro area and, and covers a lot of those those games for for streaming and you know he he watched Morley play four times this year and I talked to Marty last week and he said dude the kid from Valor Christian the offensive lineman that dude is a stud and it's not just that he's big and mauling other high school players because you'll see that a lot uh, you know with the big high school players that are going to Division One they they can usually dominate but. Now, Marty was saying that the, the kid is big, but he's strong and he's athletic. And watching him run and move out there, thinks he's going to be a really good player. So um, we'll see what offensive line. Yeah, just absolutely had to address for, for Colorado State. I know the Rams brought in a, a couple of uh, transfers as well, one from Lamar, I think the other one from Mammoth. And, you know, it's interesting bringing in some of these guys from the lower level, um, and especially at the offensive line, uh, you know, some of these guys can be really, really good finds. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how these guys turn out. But yeah, that's a, a place that you need immediate help, and you have to be much better on the offensive line this upcoming year. And I, I, I think they will be. I mean, well, let's put it this way: couldn't be any worse than what we saw this time. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Brian Roth, voice the CSU Rams, with us today on the Team Sports Network. I mentioned and Andrew Larich, who is a, a defensive tackle, and uh, Jay Norvell was talking about man this. You know, Jay's not a small guy, but he's like, this guy's huge. He's 6'5", a big guy that had seven and a half sacks as a senior, 50 tackles, 28 for loss, 
and you just got this feeling in, in, in hearing what Jay had to say about him that that Lorich is a guy that could be a big impact player on that defensive front moving forward. Yeah, and, and I got to be honest with you, I I didn't see Jay's press conference at all yesterday. You're busy. And, it's okay. And, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I was playing in from Boise, and I was at shoot around. I came back. I had some other stuff. So I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to comment on him. That's okay, Brian. Missed a lot of signing day, and I'll, I'll probably dive in a little bit more here in the in the, in the next coming weeks. And and really, where I, I I tend to dive into kind of the recruiting classes after that February second day, because then you know, okay, this is the class in its entirety. Right. But um, you know, look, I mean, we we all know if 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 you can win the battle up front, whether it be offensive line or defensive line, you're gonna you're gonna stand a good chance of of, of winning that football game. So, uh, but I like the way that that Jay and his staff I've gone after and recruited. And, again, he said, look, we, we are looking for these four things. And if, if, we don't, if they don't have all four things, and it's, it's a size, length, um, it's uh, uh, academics, and it's, and it's a, a, a kid who is going to fit in as a, as a teammate. Uh, and he's got to be able to fit culturally. And so, you know, I, I like the way they've approached it. And, and Jay has proven to be a really good recruiter as both an assistant and a head coach. And so I, I, I'm excited to see what this brings. I mean, I'm, you know, this is his first recruiting class. I mean, I know he had the last recruiting class, but he was hired on December 6th. Signing day last year was December 15th. That was nine days to get that recruiting class together. He's had a full year to put this one together, and I'm excited to see the fruit it bears. Yeah, I think he's done a fantastic job, him and himself, him and himself with their, and him and his staff, I should say, with what they've uh, put together. I mean, one of the one of the best recruiting classes, certainly in the group of five, and uh, perhaps the best recruiting class in the Mountain West Conference. Brian, uh, before I let you go, your favorite Christmas present, sports Christmas present that you've got over the years, maybe as a kid, glove, ball. Autograph something. Do you have a, a, a Christmas present that you go back and, man, I got that when I was a kid, electric football game. Do you have anything like that that still kind of uh, kind of brings back some fond memories? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I actually do. So I, I don't know how old I was. I mean, I'm really old now, so it was a long, long time ago. Uh, but uh, uh, we woke up on Christmas morning, and my brother's older than me by two years, and just me and my brother. So, um and woke up and went downstairs, and right next to the tree was one of those uh, uh, big stand-up like uh, uh, hockey games, where, where you know you, you have to, it's like um, it's like almost foosball but for hockey, right? Cool. Yeah. Um, the puck and has the big dome over it. Yeah. And, and, and like 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 the real deal though, like one that you would you would see in a in a you know a place where they had big time games, right? I mean, I don't know how much it cost, but it, it was awesome. And it was one of those. And we used to play that incessantly. So that was probably one of the coolest games uh, and coolest presents I, I ever had. I don't know what ever became of that. Like, I, I would love to have that thing in my basement right now. But uh, I have no idea what happened to it. Wow. Is your, is your dad a Rockefeller or something? I mean, come on. I mean, what kind of money do you guys have? I mean, that, that that's incredible. I would kill to have one of those things. We had a foosball table from, from Kmart to the head. Well, Ross were, were middle class all the way. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know I don't was know. your Maybe dad like a? Did your dad work as an international hitman on the side, and you guys didn't know about it? Or I mean, <laughs> I mean that's the kind. 
That's a kind of, I mean, that's impressive. We we had a we had a foosball table from Kmart that we thought was like a really big deal. So I'm just saying, I'm impressed, uh, man. I'm very very impressed. Yeah. Uh, we we my brother and I were impressed as well, man. And I'm telling you, we were on that thing not just Christmas Day and the weeks after, but for years after that thing was still in our basement in high school. And uh, you know, we'd always get games, you know, betting. Everyone's throwing down money, and we were playing that stuff all the all time right. all through high school. So. Tur, did, did did dad get out of that action to pay back for you know to get to <laughs> recoup a little money what he spent on that thing <laughs> to, to, to make sure he got the monthly payments in for that thing exactly yeah yeah exactly uh, hey brian uh, merry christmas to you and 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 the, the ruffians and and uh we we always appreciate the time have a merry christmas absolutely merry christmas happy holidays to uh, you and uh, all the listeners out there on the western slope i appreciate it, jim all right take care brian roth joining us today from Phoenix. All right. What kind of money did the 